Hello and welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. I'm tonight's co-host, Deanna, a junior from Culpeper, Virginia, studying neuroscience and an RA in Third North. And I'm Tom Ellett, and I serve as the Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs and am tonight's other co-host. Leanna, welcome to Where Are I Now? Where are you now? You're in Third North. Are you yes, enjoying it? I do. I enjoy it a lot. Um, my residents are all pretty wonderful. They all seem to like me. It's going pretty well. Beautiful. And this is your first year? This is my first year, yes. What made you want to be an RA? I think my first year here, I was also in Third North. My RA was incredibly sweet. Um, and she really helped me to adjust to New York. I'm from a really small town in Virginia, Culpeper. You've probably never heard of it. Um, so for me to come to New York City was a big change, and she really helped me adjusting to that, and I wanted to do that for others. Are you enjoying New York City? Is it what you thought it would be? It definitely is. Um, it's not exactly what I thought it would be, but it's much better. I never go home. I go home probably two weeks out of the whole year now. I've stayed here every summer. Winter breaks, I come home. I come back here early. It's all been really great. I love it here. That's great. Neuroscience, been what you thought it would be? It's very difficult, but I did expect that. And it's very interesting. I love the brain. It's got a lot of different mysteries that are still yet to be solved. And I'm glad to be able to be a part of that. And that's the long-term goal for you? Hopefully, yes. Excellent. Yeah. So what do we have tonight? We have a great guest tonight. Who? Tarek Ahmad, who served as an RN Third North for Molly Degas during the 2000 and 2001 academic years. Welcome, Tarek, and thank you for joining us on today's show. It's a real pleasure having you on. Leanna and Tom, thank you so much for having me on. Of course. How are you and where are you? I'm doing great. I'm a heart failure and transplant cardiologist at Yale up in New Haven, not too far away from the city. Uh, and I've been here for about three years. Tell us a little bit about your Washington Square journey here at NYU. Uh, you, where did you come from, Tark, originally? So that's a very interesting question. I was, I would think I was a little atypical. So um, I was in New York City as a child, and then I went to, um, my parents got divorced, so I got sent to stay with my grandparents in Pakistan. And I went to high school there, and I came to uh, NYU right after uh, after high school. And all my roommates and suitemates were from New Jersey or Long Island. So, uh, you know, I, I was definitely stuck out as someone uh, who was very far away from uh, from where they'd been most of their life. Were you involved in any extracurricular activities while you were here? Well, I felt that I had to work uh, a lot harder than most of my other friends. So I spent most of my time in the library being so scared that I would uh, get a B- minus in one of the pre-med classes and then not be able to go to med school. I know that fear. I was going to yeah. say, the, the feeling still <laughs> happens at NYU. Of course. I'm in organic chemistry right now. I, so. I, I remember uh, one Halloween where uh, a lot of my friends were banging on my door asking me to come out with them, and I had a physics uh, midterm the next day, and I pretended not to be there, and they knew I was inside, and they eventually went out, uh, you know, left, but uh, I felt really bad, but I think I made the right decision. I'm still not sure about it. I'm sure you did. Uh, did you always want to be an RA as an undergrad? Not really. I think that, uh, you know, when I thought of RAs at NYU, I always pictured someone who was uh, very gregarious and uh, really had dozens and dozens of friends and was very active in lots of different things. I was none of those things. I was pretty quiet. 
uh, very nerdy and, uh, you know, probably not as dynamic as a lot of those fish kids I knew. So I did not uh, see myself as a natural RA, but my friends told me to try out for it. And my best friend at that time was an RA and thought that I would make a good one. So I decided to go ahead and, and try out. So that's what made you apply? Your your friends egging you on? Yes. What was it like to work with this work on staff at NYU? It was a lot of fun. It was uh it was a very different experience. The group of RAs I worked with was extremely diverse. Uh there were people from Stern, there were people from Tisch, there were people from basically all backgrounds. And I remember our um there was uh, someone as I think he was like a senior RA who was in the law school as well. So, and, and you got a lot of responsibility all of a sudden. I don't think that an RA at NYU is the same as being an RA at most other places because you really do have a lot of responsibility. So it was unexpected, but it was a lot of fun as well. Have you stayed connected to any of them? No, unfortunately I have not. That's why I was hoping that I might be able to connect with some of them uh, right after uh, um after undergrad, I went off to medical school, and you know, medical school sometimes can be a little bit like being in the Marines, where you're uh, you're learning a lot of stuff, and you get very close to kids you go to med school uh, with. And, and I lost track of a lot of my friends from undergrad. Tark, where did you go to med school? So I went to med school uh, on Long Island at SUNY Stony Brook. A lot of people from NYU go out there. It was the absolute best four years of my life. I made the best friends I've ever had. Uh, I had the time of my life. So it was a great experience being out there. And what, where did you go after that? So after med school at Stony Brook, I went up to Boston to Harvard for uh, training in medicine. And the hospital was Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. During that time, I took an extra year to get a master's in public health at the Harvard School of Public Health. And I met my wife at that time as well, who was at the Harvard Business School. And that was four years. So after that, I went for a five-year cardiology and heart failure fellowship down at Duke in North Carolina. And that was an interesting experience. And now I'm back up here in the Northeast. So what is it that you do now? So now I'm a cardiologist who specializes in advanced heart failure transplant patients. So we take care of patients who are essentially some of the sickest people in the hospital, so people who whose heart has given out. So we uh, take care of them to the point of heart transplantation. Uh, we uh, take care of people with mechanical hearts. So it's essentially cardiology just taken to the next level where the, the patients have uh, failed a lot of the common medicines that uh, that you treat uh, patients with. What was it that interested you in cardiology? It's something that I'm kind of looking into. That's an excellent question. So when I was in medical school, uh, I was I came across this book that was written by medical students uh, during my physio- my cardiophysiology, cardiac pathophysiology um, section, and uh, I just fell in love with it. It made a lot of sense. Uh, the heart was simple but uh, complex at the same time. Uh, there was a lot of treatment options for cardiac disease. So uh, unlike a lot of other subspecialties of medicine, cardiologists have had a really good approach to kind of solving problems where they've managed to uh, come up with therapies that are highly effective. So uh, cardiac, you know, you probably know historically that cardiac disease has been a probably the number one killer of people um, 
in the U.S. and Europe. And uh, over the last 30 years, we've come up with therapies that have dramatically improved outcomes. So if you think about, you know, FDR, for example, he had very severe heart failure and he died in his 60s uh, with almost no medicines available. And then Dick Cheney had a heart attack when he was in his 30s and uh, had bypass surgery, defibrillators, a ventricular cyst device, which is a mechanical heart that we do here at Yale, and then finally a heart transplant. And he looks pretty good right now. I think he's in his late 70s. So, you know, in the last 30, 40 years, we've come quite a long way in being able to treat a lot of heart disease. How do you stay so current with these new research findings? Uh, and, and how do you employ new techniques to respond to the illness? That is an excellent question. And it's one that, um, you know, really uh, people try to it's it's one that's difficult to do because there's more and more being information being generated uh, for smaller segments of the disease state. So uh, over the last few years, people have spe- subspecialized in different forms of cardiology. So just in cardiology, there's uh, something we call imaging. There is uh, electrophysiology. There's interventional cardiology. So there's uh, 10 fields within cardiology as a result of all the new information that's being generated. Uh, what I try to do is after the kids go to sleep, I, uh, I subscribe to uh, a few journals. I read through them. Surprisingly, Twitter is a pretty good uh, source of information because um, a lot of the thought leaders on cardiology uh, do tweet out a lot of the, the current findings. And then just by we have several um, events during uh, or, or conferences during our uh, our month. I actually uh, coordinate the cardiology grand rounds here at Yale. Um, and we bring in uh, speakers from all over the world who are experts in, in certain subtopics, and, and we can learn from that. So it's a constant process of learning new things. Do you spend time yourself doing research? Or are you more of a practicing a doctor? So uh, one of the reasons why I'm at Yale is because uh, I have a very strong interest in doing research as well. So. I spend about half of my time doing research and the other half practicing. So my research is uh, we have a center here called uh, Center for Outcomes Research. It's probably one of the best centers for outcomes research in the world where we look to see if patients are getting the right therapies uh, at the right time. Um, And we're working very closely with them to try to uh, make sure that there's not too much variation in the way that patients are treated. So for example, if you go to you know, Dr. A, uh, they, they don't treat you in a different way than Dr. B when there's a clear standard of care for, uh, for that therapy. And surprisingly, there is huge variations in how people are treated. So, so trying to work on, on lowering that variation is what I'm uh, focused on right now. So what, do you th- what are you most proud of in your career to date, would you say? I think being able to uh, have done exactly what uh, I thought I wanted to do when I was an undergrad. I was not really sure if I'd be able to make it, but uh, I got the job that uh, I always wanted. And, you know, being able to not only uh, be a cardiologist and a heart failure doctor, but also be able to make uh, lots of contributions to the field, which has been a really cool experience. Uh, you know, really working on the cutting edge of the, of the field has been uh, great fun. What advice would you give to a undergraduate pre-med student, say, at NYU, like Liana, 
about what did it takes to become a doctor and get through med school and then land a, a great job like you have as a researcher and a practicing physician? You know, I think the first question is to know if that's really what you want. I was raised by my uh, grandfather, who is a, who was a uh, surgeon, and I really looked up to him and and was lucky enough to be able to think deep and hard about whether I wanted the kind of life that he had. Uh, he did end up making a lot of sacrifices as far as his family was concerned. Um, and then, you know, once you make that decision, it's not an easy uh, road to take. Um, and if you if you don't really enjoy uh, enjoy it, then it's going to be painful. But if you do enjoy it, uh, work super hard, and you'll be able to to get to the uh, goal. And and being a, a, a physician is is just the per- it's it's for me it's the best job possible. You know, I'm working on a manuscript right now. That's uh, uh, that's going to be very exciting. But then. I just walked over to the hospital where I met with my um, with my patient who I've taken care of for many many years, um, and we were able to diagnose a uh, a illness in him that uh, has only been reported four or five times ever. Um, so it's constantly challenging. It's something new every day, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. You get to work with a lot of different types of people and help them. Um, so tell us about the most memorable moment in the field that you're currently working in. The year after I graduated from NYU, uh, there was a paper that came out in the premier journal for uh, for for medicine called the New England Journal of Medicine, and that was that published a uh, comparison of uh, uh, normal medical therapy to new artificial heart in people with advanced heart failure. And, uh, and really started uh, a new way of being able to treat these patients who can't get heart transplantation. So the field of uh, mechanical uh, circulatory devices has really taken off, and it's very, very exciting. There's a book that just got published called Ticker, T-I-C-K-E-R, about the history of the artificial heart that I just read. And uh, I think that over the next 10 years or so, uh, the artificial heart development is, is going to keep going uh, dramatically upwards and, and offer a lot of uh, exciting therapies for people who don't have other options. When you think back to the RA physician, did you gain any skills that you're using right now in, in what you're doing as a, as a researcher or physician? Absolutely. I think it was closer to being a doctor than anything else I've ever done. I think it was challenging because I had to balance a lot of different things. I remember, you know, we used to be on call at 3rd North and I would have lots of studying to do or um, or if a, uh, one of the kids on my floor was going through a hard time, I had to kind of drop everything else and, and uh, help them out. There was a lot of responsibility. You had to be a role model. I mean, it was essentially excellent training for being able to uh, be an effective physician. I think that it was probably the best experience of my time at NYU. I'm so glad that I was able to get picked for it. We're going to jump into speed round right now where we ask a question, get a quick response. Uh, Your favorite tradition at NYU? Well, the favorite tradition we had was when we were at Hayden. Uh, uh, My friends and I all lived together. Uh, there was Hassan Coletti, who was uh, an RA for two years at uh, um, 
at the dorm on Union Square. I don't even remember what it was called. And then uh, Mark Lorente, who was uh, um, at Stern, and we would all go down uh, in the morning for an extended breakfast, and I really used to look forward to that. Did you have a favorite teacher at NYU? I, I took a class that was very uh, different from uh, most of the science classes that I was taking. It was called Architecture in New York. And I think that the teacher's name was Mrs. Broderick, and that was absolutely the best class and the best teacher ever. I mean, uh, I now know the history and uh, details of every single historic building in New York. I absolutely loved that class. Um, we were essentially the class was walking around New York City and she would give us all the history and the background of uh, of each area of New York and uh, talk to us about the architecture, and I absolutely loved it. Fun fact, she was a faculty in residence at 3rd North, just ended her term uh, two years ago. Oh, wow. I would love to connect with her. I don't think she'll remember me, but I, I absolutely took more from that class than anything else, any other class I had in NYU. Did you have any celebrity sightings while you were here? Yeah, so the first night when uh, my friends and I were uh, freshmen uh, and we stayed together until um, uh, you know, sophomore year where, we, uh, where Sasank became a uh, um, RA, but uh, we saw Janet Jackson, Will Smith uh, um, on the first night and that's when I knew that this was going to be a fun uh, few years. Finally, what was your most memorable moment as a RA? You know, so this, this uh, in hindsight, seems like this was memorable, but at that time it might have not been the best uh, thought-out decision. So one of, my, uh, one of the kids on my, um, on my floor was in a band, uh, and he asked if I could get the, the rest of the floor come and uh, watch him perform in New Jersey. And I figured, you know, I was someone from outside of New York, and I figured how, you know, uh, far can New Jersey be? So I... I got these 20, 30 kids or kids to uh, trek with me uh, to, to deep in New Jersey. It took like three hours to get to this strange bar in the middle of nowhere uh, where he was playing, uh, uh, he was in a grunge band. Um, and then when I finally got there, I was, uh, I figured, you know, this is, this is not, <laughs> was not a real thought out decision. and. Molly's probably going to be really mad at me when she finds out what happened, but thankfully everything turned out fine. We made it home uh, in one piece, and uh, and I think that they, they enjoyed themselves. I'm sure they did. Sounds like a great time. Tarek, thank you so much for spending time with Tom and I to discuss your journey and where your life after NYU's taken you. No, thank you so much. This was this was very enjoyable. It uh, um, you know brought back a lot of good memories and. And if there's anyone uh, right now who's looking uh, to go to medical school, I'd love for them to reach out to me. And if I can help out in any way, I would love to. Yes, thank you. As always, thanks to our listeners who can stay connected with RA alums who are living the dream school alumni version life. Special thanks to my engineer, Rashid Aziz, and to the current professional staff and alums like Molly Degas, who assisted great RA students such as Tark in skill acquisition along the way. If you like the show, look for more content on the website. And if you want to know RA's favorite books, go to whattheyreading.blogspot.com. And finally, feel free to tweet at me at T-E-L-I-T for a shout out. Until next time, try to go out there and be like Tark and make our community better by helping others.